0: going to talk about this, uh, End Times. This one, believe this or not, and you, politics and money. Yeah, see, uh, uh, I know, I tried writing it, and I was like, oh. So uh, we're going to deal with politics and money in this chapter. It's not saying God's a Democrat or Republican or uh, capitalist or communist. We're referring to the main engine, so to speak, what's running things. He's looking at the whole system, I'm, and, we, you know, this is where our viewpoint is. Our viewpoint has to line up with this. I don't care what they call it. As long as it lines up with this, I'm okay. It's got to be lined up with that. Got to be with the word of God. So uh, God doesn't do anything crooked. How many knows that? Everything God does is straight and truthful. He runs things by the book. He wrote the book. You don't have to tell him about it, but he knows he wrote it. The world's political and commercial and merchant system That's what we're going to talk about today, and those that keep it running and make a pretty penny doing it. That sounds exciting, doesn't it? Let's pray real quick. Father, in the name of Jesus, today's going to be a great day. We're going to pull this onion back a little bit, learn some more stuff, and move on in our day better by being with you. In Jesus' name, amen. So as we are going back, we're looking, we're moving clear through the tribulation. We're kind of moving pretty quick, so I don't want us to lose our focus. And this is a revelation, remember, of Jesus revealing himself as King of kings and Lord of lords. And this is about kingdoms. Let's just think about it. In everything that we do, there's life and there's death. There's heaven and there's hell. This is about the world... Becoming the kingdom of the Lord and his Christ. This is about Jesus coming back, ruling and reigning. And it's not as easy as you think, because we think that's just easy. Jesus, why don't you just come back and go, I'm king. He can say it, and he is. And I'm sure he will say it. He said it before. It is as you say, and all of that. I get it. But you see, he he gave people a choice. They have to choose whom this day, who you will serve. For his kingdom to reign, the others must fold. Did you catch that? In this tribulation, when this thing's all over, for his kingdom to reign, the others must fold. That makes sense. Religion, commerce, politics, it all has to change, the whole system. Remember we talked last week a little bit about the earth curse system, the world system. This chapter, we're going a little bit back to Babylon. Remember the last time it was the mother of the harlots, uh, the godless religious system of the world. And sh- now she's back. And we got it, you know. So, why is she back? Revelation 18, 1 and 2. After all this, I saw another angel come down from heaven with great authority, and the earth grew bright with his splendor. He gave a mighty shout. Babylon is falling. That great city has fallen. She has become a home for demons. She is a hideout for every foul spirit. A hideout for every foul vulture, every foul and dreadful animal. So it's a little different than it was before. She's connected with something now. Throughout the chapter, it's kings, merchants. That's verse, verses 3, 9, and 11. So now she's come back and she's connected with, again, we're talking about this, the earth system and how the enemy wants to run this, the commerce and the politics. Kings and merchants represent politics and commerce, the secular establishment of the world system. So, if you read verse two, it's talking about the corruption of that system. So, let me bring this up to scope. If you're a, if you're a Batman fan, this is like how Gotham was run in a bad way. You know, remember that, all the underground stuff. This, you know, God is just exposing everything. You got to understand that there will be no, in God, there's total truth. There's total light. There is no shadow of turning. You know what's so amazing about heaven? In heaven, there isn't even a shadow. It's just so bright because of the glory. There's no shadow. So in verse 2, it's talking about the corrupted system. Not that everything is always corrupted, but what they have become. Something start out. Have you ever noticed something start out good or. Some people get, uh, you've, maybe you've had friends that, may, I'm just trying to make an example, get it a position, and it went to their head. Get it? And then all of a sudden now, boy, you've changed. Um, any, um, the only thing I can think of would be like a Ebenezer Scrooge. He started out okay, and then he was a miser and counted everything, and then it went to his head, and that's all he could talk about was money. But what, what have they become? It is the, they've become the dwelling of demons and company. And everything that's unclean find its, finds its home here. The greed, injustice, all of that stuff, there's a place. Revelation eighteen three. "...for all nations have fallen because of the wine of her passionate immorality. The kings of the world have committed adultery with her because of her desires for extravagant luxury, and the merchants of the world have grown rich." See, kings got their authority originally uh, from God, but abused it for power and greed. That's what happens with people. They get big heads. Could have been shepherds, but instead they became slave drivers. Merchants took advantage and charged way more than they needed. We've all heard about supply and demand. There are things you know, that I didn't really like about Disney, so I went to get a bottle of water. That'll be $450. I didn't want a keg, I just wanted a bottle. $450. Went to a hockey game here in Columbus. Well, not this city, but Columbus. And I asked the guy for a Mountain Dew and a bag of peanuts. He popped the Mountain Dew, gave me the bag of peanuts, and then told me the price. I said, Dude, I don't want the elephant, just want the peanuts. And he just looked at me and smiled. Well, you got to take the pop because I already opened it. I'm like, wow. I get it, supply and demand. Do you ever feel like because you need it, it's here, they're going to make money? So the merchants took advantage of that and really abused it. Their focus is on wealth and greed. And the one at the top gets the most, pyramid schemes and all that kind of stuff. We've all been there. Communism, capitalism, they're two very different economic systems. And on the surface, they they say, oh, okay, they want to show the good of this and that, but they're underlying so many other things that are not good quality living in community providing for the needy that communism will will start talking about stuff like that but in practice it's violently anti-christian communism alone is has the blood of 20 million martyred christians on their hands that's a lot three times the amount of holocaust it's just i mean There's so many things. Remember last week we talked about people that just do things and they put the God stamp in the name of Christ or God. But there's so much corruption. One more dwelling for demons. Capitalism has a slant towards Christianity, but it's built on ideals of freedom and hard work. And if you peel that onion back a little bit, uh, you get past the middle class and you find that it's ungodliness and greed is, is at the center. When greedy men are left to pay workers little and charge buyers much, they can do whatever they want because they can and they do. That's not right. So you, Brett, do you support it? No, I don't support either of those. But this is what Revelation is about. It is about the end. It is about those things coming to an end. Christians, we are called to look ahead to the end of things. It's important that we go through this book. God said, do the whole book. We've had some people that are upset because I'm doing this book. And they're telling me that God is telling them I'm supposed to stop. Well, as soon as God tells me to stop, I will. But we need to understand that we, gotta, we have a part to play. We have a choice to make. We have to live our life on purpose. It is the people that we interact with that need help, that want to find out, you know, is there a way? There needs to be fruit from what we do. You know, our lives as believers should be different from everybody else's life. I mean, think about it. People should be able to look at us and go, that's good. That's different. How did that happen for you? We should be able to say, you know what, and point to how that happened. This is what God did, and this is how he did it. And I am so stoked because once we get through this, and I want to get through it, and I'm glad to talk about it, but we're going to get to some stuff so that I can give you some practical things about the kingdom of God. Somebody say amen to that. I'm going to call this thing, because I saw it yesterday. The Lord showed me this. He wants me to call it puzzled. And I saw a hand taking puzzle pieces and putting it where a puzzle and had pieces missing. Because there's sometimes we just, I I don't know how it works. Give me some directions on how this works. I want to do it. I don't understand how it works. I'm going to show you how it works. And you will get fruit from it. And you will give God glory for it. You know, the greed works for a moment, but that's the world's way. That's not our way. We are not of this world. Revelation 18, 4 and 5, I heard another voice calling from heaven. Come away from her, my people. Do not take part in her sins or you will be punished with her. For her sins are piled as high as heaven and God remembers her evil deeds. So this voice is talking to me and you. They're saying, the Bible talks, there's so many other scriptures I could pull in here. Be separate. You know, we need to pull away. There, There needs to be a difference between you and the world. There needs to be. There needs to be somebody who can say, you know what, I, I just, mm, okay. We're called to stand for justice, equality, and freedom. You see, the world system's full of tangles, and you can't always see all of them. Remember, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest, you will reap and sow, sowing and reaping. We have to watch out for the love of money. When I talk about this puzzle thing, I'm going to talk about money. Some people are like, uh, did you know that Jesus talked more about money than almost anything else? But you need to know how to handle that. I mean, it's just the truth, just how to handle it, what to do. God doesn't care about the stuff you have, he just cares that if the stuff has you. Do you did you get that? I just, you know, whatever I have, it's, I'm just steward over it. So if God says, listen, bread, this is awesome, I wanna bless you. And then if he says later, hey, I want you to bless them, that's what we do. Why? Because that's God. It's not mine. I don't want the stuff to have me. You know what you should do if you feel like every time it's t- time to give and you're like, mmm. I don't want to give. <laughs> or you feel some give. Just give something. I, because you need to break some. You might be like, oh, here it comes. I'm not taking an offering now, so be be calm. <laughs> but you know, I have those same feelings sometimes because I'm thinking, okay, I'm trying to do this, I'm trying to do that. And I feel impressed in my spirit, I need to give. Sometimes it's only like $25. And I don't want to. Does that sound just shock you? I'm thinking, well, but I yeah, I don't, I, don't, I just did this. I just did that. But, you know, God, how about no, maybe next time? But you know what? I don't want to do that. If I feel impressed with the Lord to give, I'm just going to give. You know why? Because it's not mine. And what it does is it loosens any kind of hold the enemy has for stuff. People are like, oh, okay. I don't, you know. just 20 no, but you see God's done that and this isn't I want you to hear me, so please understand I want you to hear my heart I'm not I'm up here telling you my story because I don't know all of yours So I can't tell you yours or I would I'm only telling you from my experience the Lord told me one time he said you see that boy over there and I mean I looked over saw the boy. Yeah, he said give him your truck I said what he said give him your truck and I said that is not you God and he said it again. He said, give him your truck. And I had, it was a Ranger XLT, mint shape. It was, it was a cute little truck. I liked it. It was awesome. I didn't owe anything on it. It was wonderful. And I went up to the kid, and, I, and the mom was crying. I can't believe we've just been praying, oh God, oh God, oh God. And I'm just like, okay, I get it, all right. And they showed up at my house, and he said, this is all the money he has, and he wants to give it to you. And it was like twelve or $2,400 or something like that. I couldn't take it. It was there in cash. Take it. God wants me to give it to you. But see, God didn't tell me. He said, I am to give it, and he told me to take nothing for it. And I said, this is what I finally told the people. Could you put your money away, take the truck, and go? and they're like okay and i like i love you but just be blessed bye <laughs> so they did he's had me give jewelry away he's had me give watches and and computers and clothes and all kinds of stuff just and it would just start coming back you cannot let stuff have you now you might be asking what happened when you gave the truck away? You got to give you another car right away. I would have loved to thought so. I pretty much thought that's what was going to happen. Didn't happen. For a year, it didn't happen. And I had to walk that out. One vehicle for a year. But you know, and then in, an, in a short, well, I'd say it was a long year, it seemed like. But then he, somebody came up and said, uh, Here. They gave me a vehicle, and the Lord said, work on that. Now give that away. Okay. So I just got a second vehicle. God, you sure you want me to give it away? (laughs) So I did that. Somebody gave me another vehicle. He said, give that away. I did that. Somebody gave me a truck. He said, sell it. Take the money. Give the money here. I did that. And it just went on and on and just progressed, and God just does amazing things. The point I'm trying to make here, and this isn't really a message on finances, it's God's. If we're going to reveal Jesus, let's just reveal Jesus. Is he God or is he not? Does he not supply all of my need according to his glory or does he not? Is his arm waxed short or is it not? Is he Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, or is he not? Is the Bible true or is it not? It's true, and when we start walking in that, we start walking out. Faith, when we don't see it by our natural eyes and God's saying, do this, it's okay, I got you. That's when you take the step and go, you know what? If you got to walk that tightrope just because there's a net underneath, what if there's no net and the only net you have is God saying do it? We have to watch out for the love of money, seduction of the enemy with stuff and things owning us. Power hungry. We don't want things to go to our head. God says, don't go down with the ship. That's what He's saying. Get away from that. You have to separate yourself. You know, you can still have friends that don't know Jesus. That's how are they going to know Jesus unless you're friends with them? You don't just turn everybody away, but you you there's a line, come on, that you just like I'm not gonna do that. I had friends when I worked at the fitness center that were like, "Come on, Gleese, let's do this." That was my nickname back then, just so you know. So they come on, let's do this, let's do that, and I'm like, "I'm not doing that." And they were, you know, oh, he won't do that. He's preacher man, or he's this. I wasn't even, I wasn't pastoring then, but he won't do that. You no, know why? Because there's a line. But let me tell you something. Every time one of those guys got in trouble, guess who they called? Wasn't Ghostbusters? It was me. Hey, will you pray? I don't know what to do. Can you tell me about this God you've been talking about? And I I still associated with them, but there was a line when I was like, it's time for me to go. I got to lead many of those people to Jesus. Revelation 18, 6 and 8. Due to her as she has done to others, double her penalty for all her evil deeds. She brewed a cup of terror for others, so brewed twice as much for her. She glorified herself and lived in luxury, So match it now with torment and sorrow. She boasted in her heart, I'm queen on my throne. I'm no no helpless widow and I have no reason to mourn. Therefore, these plagues will overtake her in a single day, death and mourning and famine. She'll be completely consumed by fire for the Lord God who judges her is mighty. So judgment is falling now. And all those that got rich off the harlot and off all this, they are all in shock. Because they built their Wealth or their livelihood off the system, not off of God. Revelation 18, 9 and 12, And the kings of the world who committed adultery with her and enjoyed her great luxury will mourn for her as they see the smoke rising from her charred remains. They'll stand at a distance, terrified by her great torment. They will cry out, How terrible, how terrible for you, O Babylon, you great city. In a single moment God's judgment came on you. The merchants of the world will weep and mourn for her, for there is no one left to buy their goods." She bought great quantities of gold, silver jewels, pearls, fine linen, purple, silk, scarlet cloth, things made of fragrant thion wood, ivory goods, objects made of expensive wood and bronze, iron, and marble. So the merchants aren't happy because nobody's buying their stuff anymore because judgment's fallen. They can't continue to make money. Remember when when they they released the demon out of the person, the people were making money out of that? And they were ticked. You know why? Because they ain't making no money anymore. You just took away the circus act. That's just what's going on now. That Judgment has fallen, and so all the way they're making this money evilly or wrong. I don't know if evilly is a word, but it sounds fun. Evilly. <laughs> it's materialism. It's just worship of stuff. Look at the next verse, 1813. She also bought cinnamon, spice, incense, myrrh, frankincense, wine, olive oil, fine flour, wheat, cattle, sheep, horses, wagons, listen, and bodies. That is, human slaves. This is talking about sex trafficking. Slavery. They didn't care. Let's just make money. Who cares? Let's just make money. Did you know that pornography is a $20 billion a year industry? And it ruins people, and they keep it going because it's a money maker. The enemy does not care what it does to people, or what it does to families. There's a movie that came out, and I, I'm not gonna—I'm not saying go watch the movie, but let me just give you the premise of the movie. This father's daughter was abducted and taken, and thrown into sex trafficking. And he's, he has a fine set of skills An extremely, you guys are all knowing what movie I'm talking about, and he's like, I, he's going to go free her. And he, you know, he warns them, you know, he's extremely skilled and whatever. And you're saying, Brett, why are you telling me this? Because I'm telling you, judgment is falling. And there's nobody that's got more skill than Jesus, You want, when you're watching anything like that, you want the hero to win. You want this to stop. You want evil to be put out, period. And that's what's happening here. Mighty is the Lord God who judges her. He will find them, and he will stop them. The merchants sing the blues. They sing the bad booger blues. You taking my money? It's all gone. So they're singing that. Just like the kings did before them. Now the sea captains join in. They got this whole chorus, you know, doing, I'm not gonna do the burger blues again. But anyway, they're all singing. <laughs> because they earned their living by the sea, transporting all of the stuff and all of that. Their cry is the same 18, 14 through 19. The fancy things you love so much are gone, all your luxury, splendor are gone forever. Never to be yours again. The merchants who became wealthy by selling her these things will stand at a distance, terrified by her great torment. They'll weep and cry out, How terrible, how terrible for that great city. She was clothed in the finest purple and scarlet linens, decked out with gold, precious stones, and pearls. In a single moment, all the wealth of the city is gone, and all the captains of the merchant ships and their passengers and sailors and crews will stand at a distance. They will cry out as they watch the smoke ascend, and they'll say, where is there another city as great as this? And they'll weep and throw dust on their heads to show their grief. They will cry out, how terrible, how terrible for that great city. The ship owners became wealthy by transporting their great wealth on the seas. In a single moment, it is all gone. You see, there's always going to be a time to pay the piper. You've heard the phrase, nothing is free. This especially is done wrong. It's done evil. It's, it is... Birth out of the enemy. Choose whom this day who you will serve. It is so important that in this time now as we walk this out, that we walk uprightly. Come on. That we walk godly. That we have heritage. That we say, you know what, God is our Father. And when we begin to draw that line, people will take notice. If, you, if nobody can tell the line... I'm just telling you, then you need to be cautious. You need to make sure the line is visible. We're not going to do that. I'm not going to partake in that. I'm not going to do that. We won't do that as a family. We won't. Whatever that is, it's time for us to stand up and say, you know what? God is with me, and I am on his side. It is time for the Christians to not be so quiet and be okay. You know, we've we've been shouted at and told, you must tolerate. You must tolerate. Well, tolerate that. I mean, I didn't write it. I'm just saying, that's how I want to live. And I can, I can share that in love, but I can also stand firm on what it says. The good news is here, not everybody is mourning. Revelation eighteen twenty says, Rejoice over her fate, O heaven, and the people of God, apostles and prophets, for at last God has judged her for your sakes. So when justice wins, heaven cheers, Oppression is over. There's one more angel that's got something to say. 18, 21, and 24. A mighty angel picked up a boulder the size of a huge millstone, threw it into the ocean, and shouted, Just like this, the great city Babylon will be thrown down in violence And will never be found again. The sound of harps, singers, flutes, trumpets will never be heard in you again. No craftsmen, no trades will ever be found in you again. The sound of the mill will never be heard in you again. The light of the lamp will never shine in you again. The happy voices of brides and grooms will never be heard in you again. For your merchants were the greatest in the world and you deceived the nations with your sorceries. In your streets flowed the blood of the prophets and of God's holy people and the blood of people slaughtered all over the world. Man, that's just tough to read. But I'm just saying, the enemy is not out to be everything. How many knows the enemy does a lot of stuff and it doesn't show you the price tag? He entices you with something and never shows you the end result. That's telling you the end result is death. We have to step away from that. We have to start saying, you know what, God, I'm going to be who you want me to be. And it might be just smaller choices that you make, but they they turn to be bigger ones as you stand on those and you get better with that. But if you notice music, work, production, the basics of living in a city, all of that stuff in the community, they've all been corrupted by politics and greed. That particular city, it was all run by the, the world system, the earth curse system. The enemy was at the base of all that. Never to be heard of again. So we are seeing sowing and reaping. We're seeing it everywhere we go. These are laws. And that's the thing that I can't wait to begin to continue to teach you. is You, cannot, you, you can't change laws. You, I can tell people about the Bible. They can say, I don't believe in that. Okay. You can tell me, I don't believe in Brett. I don't believe in that. I cannot change a law. I can say to you right now, I don't believe in gravity. But if I wanted to do the tea plunge... This boy's gone down. That would not be pretty. because gravity's a law. So the only thing that would change that is something that would supersede that. The law of lift would supersede gravity. If I could show you laws in the kingdom, did you know you could learn laws? If you learned the laws, then you could do the things that God wants you to do. I hope that gets you excited. Because that's how it's changed my life. I've seen things. I, I've like, stuff that I'm like, can that be true? God, is, are you sure are you telling me to do that? I mean, I've seen too many stuff. I've, I've just, You know, where God said, Brett, I want you to write this check. God, do you understand? This is thousands of dollars. And it's quiet. And, he, and this is what he said to me. He said, my son, write the check. But God, you know what we're going to do with that money. If I do that, my kids have no Christmas. I was going to do this and this and this, and that's part of the Christmas money. Write the check. Yes, Father. Write the check. Send the check. Then you walk it out. Isn't that true? You are obedient. That's when the enemy comes in because faith without works is what? Dead. So then the enemy comes in and starts saying, Brett, you are an idiot. Now your kids will have no Christmas and who do we have to thank for that? You. And he starts beating you up. Then I I have to declare in my own self, shut up. I was obedient. It is not for you to tell me what to do. He told me to write it. He will provide for me. And I would look at my kids. My kids knew nothing of what I did. You listen to what I'm saying to you. Because every word of it is God's honest truth. Somebody showed up at my door within just, I don't know, less than two weeks. Brett, was that a long two weeks sometimes? You know, I walked Disney World for four days. Every step, going, thank you, God, that I have a healed foot. Thank you, God, that you have healed that. I thank you for your blood. I thank you for your provision. I'm walking pretty good today. Somebody shows up at my door, it does not know anything, knocks at the door. I go answer the door. They said, You're going to think I'm crazy. Is this going to make sense? I'm supposed to give you this for Christmas. And that was just one. That check was for $1200. And I just I remember looking like and I looked up and just like god. Now I'm telling you things this to give you something to say all. Oh, that's amazing. I have story after story. Here's a true story from another minister and then I'll, I'll close this out. He was in a big meeting and the only seat was up in the nosebleed section. He's clear up there in the nosebleed section. And he's stretched and limited. You ever feel that way? Like, oh, I mean, you know, you, you can, you got enough maybe to, can you make it? You got too much week and not enough pay? You know, that kind of thing. And he's up there and, and the guy down there says, I would just want to know, you know, we want to save souls. And we want to uh, let you be part of that and sow into this ministry if that's you and you feel the Lord wanting you to do that, I want you to fill out the amount you want to fill out and stand to your feet and hold that above your head. And this, this person said the Lord told him, so hundred dollars. And he said, God, you know, I don't know how much he had, maybe he only had 110 bucks in his check. I, you know, I don't know, but he, he was like, but he, he knew enough to say, okay. And so he wrote out the check to that ministry for a hundred bucks, he stood up and he raised his arm. The Lord spoke to the speaker on stage and said, look up to the left. See the man in the nosebleed section in the blue shirt? Go get him, call him down here. So he did that, called him down, and the guy said, the Lord told me because you've been faithful with a hundred dollars. He didn't even, so he's telling the guy, he hadn't seen the check. I am to give you this check, $10,000. Could you imagine what if that guy would have been like, I, you know, now it's like, I'm so glad I wrote the check. That, I mean, wouldn't that be awesome? But what I'm, I'm, not, I'm not telling you get-rich-quick schemes. What I'm telling you is the kingdom of God is amazing. You cannot outgive God. So when we're looking at this book of Revelation, this is all coming to a close. People that serve the enemy and serve the world will not make it through but those that are called of the Lord. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He is with us in every side. His word lights up our path. We walk in that anointing. I'm going to teach you something, and I'm want you i going to say it right now, and then I'm closing. What we end up doing as Christians, we end up waiting on God to do stuff. We are waiting on the kingdom to do stuff. But I'm going to show you in the word before too long, you know where the kingdom is? It's in you it's in you and when we can learn to go oh my goodness it opens up a whole new world and god begins to download stuff and it's just it's just been amazing some of the things that he's told me to do and give or whatever it is sometimes not money it's maybe it's time or just pray for this or whatever it just turns out to be something amazing but he has that for you it's not because i'm special we're all special. If we're a king's kid, he loves all of us. It's great to have favor. It is really great. And you get tested. Do you get tested? I got tested at Disney World. Just stepped in line. Had a lady and her family. I mean, I'm in line. She just stepped right in front of me. There's people behind me, she stepped right in front of me. Everything inside me wants to say, Excuse me, ma'am. Hit the road, Jack. The line starts back there felt like Ralphie and Randy the lines back there And the Lord just said don't say anything She looked at me with an attitude you ever have anybody look at don't look at me in that tone of voice I didn't even say anything. She looked at me like I dare you to tell me you know, I just Stood there like that didn't say anything. She got in line Her family got in line. We got up there. We got up to the lady. You know, how many? They said four. They looked at me and said, how many? I said two. She said, ma'am, could you get out of the way? Sir, come right this way. That happened to us all week long, man. Favor of God. You two, have you ever flown this? No, we've never. You're going to be the pilots of the Millennium Falcon. So me and Zach were the pilots. We wrecked it a few times, but it was Awesome. What I'm saying is just walking with God is the best way to walk. I didn't have to worry about that, you know, and I thought, you know what, in the in the scheme of, of the world, is it really going to matter if this lady's in front of me or behind me? What, one minute I might lose or something? Uh, it's not worth salvation or arguing or whatever, and God was just like, you did well, come on. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Father? With